This is The Playbook. So uh, I want to kick this off with starting out um, with uh, what you think of threads um, and uh, what do you think is going on there with everything that Meta is doing uh, and some of these like Twitter alternatives and stuff that, that have been going on. Have you, have you tried out threads yet and what, what's your thoughts on it so far? Yeah, well, first, of course, I've tried out threads because any community that has a built-in community and is marketing it as if they've created a new community uh, is somewhere that I want to be, just understanding at a higher level how business works. And so if you look at what Meta is doing as the fastest growing, earliest community, uh, it's a great marketing ploy. But the truth is, they're just providing a new tool to an existing community. Uh, and to not dive in full force to make sure that you're utilizing that. And it really stems back to a different strategy that I have and is a four-pronged strategy to understand content. The primary concern of content, no matter what platforms you utilize, is to capture your essence. And most people don't take the time to understand that strategy. Uh, I'm blessed because I've always... Uh, done that as part of my business and my personal life is to understand my skills, my knowledge, and my desire, my unique fingerprint, my essence. And when this essence now has an ability to inexpensively be able to be captured in video, audio, print, all types of different frequencies, uh, it doesn't matter what platform comes out as long as you continue to have the second prong, which is modification. You see, if you have a system of modifying your essence, then when a new platform comes out, whether it has the traction in the existing community that uh, Meta carries with it, with Instagram, et cetera, or whether it's a brand new platform, it's so easy to go ahead and modify to the specifications and find, especially with AI now, uh, you know, most people really still are stuck in the, uh, understanding of what synthesized data is. And so if you're not taking content and then taking your content and asking it to be edited and representative of the best performing quotes on threads or the best performing uh, content on Instagram and utilizing an extraordinary capability as a servant to make sure that you are now doing something that was humanly impossible to synthesize all the data in the platform and make it representative with your essence. So modification has taken on a whole new aspect comparatively of outsourcing, captioning and editing, et cetera. We now have a final editor that can align the statistical success to what we do, which leads to the third prong of this approach, which is to amplify. So. If you are already capturing your essence, if you utilize the modifications both traditionally and outsourcing wise, and now with AI, you should have a multitude of sources to amplify, not just paid publishing, but to use channel partners and alliances and all types of strategic opportunities, which is where, believe it or not, most of the monetization of your content occurs in amplification. And the amplification is what 
your partners are most interested in affiliate partners channel partners branding partners endorsement partners ambassador partners they're disinterested in the amplification they don't really care about your content or the modification of the content as long as it's amplified to the multitudes that provide them a return on their investment and then finally the fourth prong is one that facilitates the aggregation of your content it facilitates the exponentiality of the growth of your content and it accelerates both the aggregation and it, the exponential uh, growth that occurs. And that's called a perpetual strategy. And so what I want you to realize is that when you capture, modify, and amplify content to a new person, you're simply stimulating interest. It's the perpetual content that builds your relationship with that person. So as you may have heard the nomenclature of going down the rabbit hole, if you don't have any food, any carrots in the rabbit hole, if you don't have anything at all in the rabbit hole, they're gonna leave that hole and go find some other hole to go digging in. But if you continually perpetuate content that's aligned with supplementary synergistic to your essence, providing value in the way that you do at the frequency that you do, your neighborhood will aggregate. It will grow exponentially and it will accelerate and be infused with fuel and with power and inertia, with momentum by the perpetual content that you continually uh, evolve to by capturing, modifying, and amplifying it. And so I encourage everyone to understand these four prongs within a strategy on how to build a brand and monetize that brand. Once you do so, once you get into what I call that vending machine, the vending machine only gets less expensive to put in the quarter and you get bigger candies coming out. And uh, that's what I've been able to do over the last six years. And it's getting easier and easier. And there's no better time than now to start doing it. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I, you mentioned a few different ways that um, you've monetized and that people can monetize. Um, what do you think right now is the best way for maybe someone who's trying to monetize for the first time can do? um through content or or also through building a community and it, it's kind of funny too because they're they're both really kind of intertwined these days um you know what i mean so how, how would you approach it if you were trying to monetize your content for like the first time or like just getting rolling being the content creator um and trying to actually make some real money with it yeah well first of all you have to connect the dots backwards in the monetization process. So you have to see what capabilities that you have that can infuse the four ways that we can monetize our content. One, which is how you started in person. So if we connect uh, our own capabilities to being able to monetize live events, that's terrific because that means we can build all the other uh, of the three from that by capturing what we're doing live modifying it, amplifying and perpetuating it. Secondly, we want to see and reverse engineer the email strategy of how are we emailing content and monetizing it in that manner. So is there a newsletter that's allowing us to create affiliate partnerships where we're driving traffic to other people's events that have bigger communities? Is it an aspect of being able to cannibalize 
other people's communities by buying specific email lists or gathering the lists, et cetera. The third is phone and text. Are we utilizing, you know, things like community uh, and other text platforms in which we can facilitate alerting and raising awareness and empowering that community as well as monetizing it by reversing and engineering the monetization of how we utilize that platform. And then finally, the most difficult actually to monetize because it requires a community or the ability to drive traffic to someone else's community, which is social media or traditional media. The media side of it is a longer play, uh, but you can fuel the longer play by having an in-person email and on the phone strategy that anyone can monetize today. And we've been monetizing it in person via the phone and over the last 30 some years via email uh, very successfully uh, without having a community. It is the media side of it that requires a community or an investment to build that community. Yeah, that, may, that makes a lot of sense. I think um, it, I mean, yeah, you put it really great. I think it also really depends. I mean, getting back to kind of like the first thing that you mentioned and also on like the last um, live stream that we did about your essence and your brand and figuring out what what way of monetizing fits best with who you are and how you want to be perceived too. Um, a lot of people don't like doing certain types of things because it makes them feel a certain way. And I think um, that can also affect like how you promote yourself and your content and, and everything else. You want to make sure that I feel like that's aligned with who you are. Um, and then the other thing too, getting into like the brand, um, the brand deal side of things. I know you work with a ton of companies and brands and all sorts of things. Um, I know that's, I mean, it's one of the ways that I've made money through content and, and whatnot. It's probably the way that I know most of my friends who are creators um, have made money is through brand deals. Um, how, how have you approached that? Or I guess, do you have any advice for people who are trying to partner with brands and how they should approach that? Yeah, so I use an open-ended question template in order to facilitate understanding the brand and their key initiatives or critical business issues. And I'll be more than happy, by the way, to give everybody this template because it's gold. And it's based off of meeting brands where they're at understanding what they like, also understanding the challenges or what they don't like, and then being able to articulate ideas that will help them make money. In other words, being able to get to a point where you can articulate the quantitative value to a brand to exceed what you're asking for. And so what I normally do with the brand, and I'll use one, for example, uh, Edge Theory is a, a cold water plunge. Uh, when they approached me, uh, through a DM of mine saying, hey, I really like what you're doing. And they said, oh, we'd love to collaborate with you. Then when I got on the phone, I said, oh, what are you guys doing today? And they started to list out who they're working with, how they're working. And I said, oh, what do you like about that? Oh, we really like you know these people because they actually go ahead and create content and post it and that seems to work. And we don't like these people that just go ahead and make one post but they have 11 million followers. That doesn't do anything for us. We like very specific niche people that are dealing with wellness, dealing with athletes, 
dealing with performance. Those are our critical business issues that we address with our solution. And so then I said that beautiful question from the template, would it help you if? Would it help you if I introduced you to? Would it help you if I created content? Would it help you if, and with that, which each sale of yours, how much do you guys make? Do you see any reason that you wouldn't want to move forward if I would give you these relationships, this knowledge, this advice, and this content in order to facilitate an extra 10 sales a month, which you have indicated to me creates this much revenue. Can you see any reason you won't want to pay me this much to make that much? And those are how brand deals are done. Now, some people are, are like the traditional models, right? They have 11 million followers and they want to hold up the peanut butter and everyone some percentage of the people of the 11 million are one peanut butter. Other people might have very few followers, but extraordinary relationship capital with the people who best can endorse and be ambassadors for. They may not have a following at all. There's so many different ways and aspects in which to monetize brands with your own skills, knowledge, and desire and capabilities uh, within social media, as well as email, phone, and person. But with brands, it's a matter of understanding. And the nice thing about being an older, more traditional marketing person and branding person is running Lee Steinberg and Sports One Marketing and all the things I've done is that I know the basics and they haven't changed because human nature never changes. And so my capacity to articulate quantitative value to exceed what I'm asking for and taking an open-ended question approach of being more interested than interesting is a superior mechanism in which to effectuate alignment of value. And so many people take a short-term perspective because not that they're not capable, because they are not experienced enough to go beyond, I'd like to be an ambassador for your brand. Well, yeah. that's a very short-term, shallow relationship. <laughs> I'm suggesting that you get deeper into the critical business issues and articulating value where you can get to the transit transitory statement of would it help you if, and continue to ask that question until you find you can articulate a value to exceed what you're asking for. Then you have a no-brainer, and then you can ask my favorite question. There's two of them. One, can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? Or two, do you know anyone that can help me? Because sometimes we ask the open-ended questions and we can't articulate value. So instead of overselling, back-end selling, lying, cheating, and manipulating, which a lot of people go to and derive from, I go to, hey, this isn't right for you, Mike, but do you know anyone else? Do you know someone else I could be of service or value that is aligned with the capabilities, skills, knowledge, and desire that I have? And sure enough, exponentially, because of the communities that are built and the connectivity of social media, we are always overloaded with options, opportunities, and touches of favor. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so important to you know ask if it's not a fit for that person. It's always important to ask if they know anybody. Um, that was something that we like. Even when I was doing real estate, it was you know when we were talking to agents, it was like, okay, this you know property isn't good, but do you know any other agents that are selling these kind of houses and stuff like that? And same with brands, same with investors. Like I've had investors that I've talked to for raising capital for Entra, and it wasn't a fit for them. But then they were like, oh well, actually, I know you know this other investor that's more kind of aligned with with what you're doing. And let me make an intro for them. Um, so I think that's extremely important. 
um, for sure. Um, there's also a couple people that are asking about the, the template. So I don't know what the best way to, to um, Just get email that. Me, yeah, email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Put it in the chat oh, there. Okay. If you want that template, I'll also throw in my book. So I'll send you a book, pay for the book and shipping, no problem. But I'll email you that template. It's a, it's a gold mine in anything you're selling or anything you're doing to build uh, an audience, a community, or articulate value. It's called the open-ended question template. Just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Yeah, open-ended question template. Okay, perfect. Um, fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna get into some questions um, from the audience here. So if you do wanna ask Dave a question, just throw it in the room chat. We're gonna get to those here in just a second. Um, we'll try to get to as many as we can. We have about 12 minutes or so left. One question I did want to ask, uh, Dave, is about what platforms you're seeing the most uh, monetization from. I think this is something that a lot of people are interested in trying to figure out where they should be allocating their time. Obviously, distributing their content everywhere, but maybe focusing on a couple platforms that could help them monetize as, as fast as possible. So what are you seeing on your end? Uh, have you monetized from YouTube the most or which platforms have given you the most uh, value um, or have, have led to the most uh, deals and, and money for yourself? Yeah, so each platform has different values that it provides or I wouldn't be posting on there or even publishing or even promoting and paid promoting on there. Uh, for me, the largest deals come from LinkedIn. Interesting. So those are the largest deals. The you most the brand deals, the, the yeah, are business development and brand deals. Uh, so uh, there's seven and eight figure deals that I've derived from LinkedIn. It's the most expensive and cumbersome audience, but uh, you know, it doesn't take as many deals. Uh, the most people come from TikTok. Uh, so if you want a lot of people in your community and plant seeds into that community that may not grow for 20 or 30 years even, that's the place that I would do that. Um, uh, in, Instagram's kind of a combo between TikTok and LinkedIn, uh, which reels do much better uh, for me. Uh, Facebook again falls in the middle as well. Facebook fan pages are important to me uh, in utilization of, of that side of it. Um, YouTube uh, has great engagement um, but I haven't done any promotion of it yet. Uh, that's the slowest. Uh, and now for me, I surprisingly have a huge subscribership on YouTube um, and I have not monetized it at all other than having a hyper-engaged community uh, that someday when I figure out how best I can articulate value to exceed what I'm asking for, I'll be able to ask those 50,000 people and almost all 50,000 will be engaged in my ask, uh, but I'm in a different situation. For years, I, I just, my only goal with uh, YouTube was to build a subscribership, which was the same goal of my podcast as well, which I consider a platform uh, to have a podcast the same as LinkedIn, the same as TikTok, the same as Instagram Reels, Facebook fan pages, et cetera. Uh, and then of course, threads, which I continue to just tell you, it is a tool <laughs> of meta. And so, you know, it's just an extension of that. And then Twitter, uh, doing shows on Twitter, that, that to me uh, builds engagement more than even community. It's just an ability to raise awareness and engage people that already have knowledge or haven't had knowledge of you. So Twitter to me and threads are engagement tools. 
Uh, one is cannibalizing an audience that we already have. The other is creating a new audience in Twitter uh, as well. Then uh, community and, uh, uh, is a text platform, uh, which is the best way to alert your engaged community. So people that are willing to give you their phone numbers, now you have a way to invite them. Uh, and then Clubhouse to me still is a fascinating one because um, it, it enables you to transition an audience and it's so the, the point of entry is so low uh, you don't really advertise on Clubhouse, uh, but you know you can join a, a significant room at any time and build your essence and convert people over to whatever platform you want. They'll email you, they'll call you, they'll they'll uh, send you a letter, they'll follow you on Instagram. It doesn't matter. Um, and I would tell you from my personal experience that if somebody would ask me, you know, the area that I if I ever need to build something that I go to, I'd go to Clubhouse first uh, because it's 24 hours a day. There's so many different choices and anybody can just interrupt their way in there. Um, and it's it's a great way to get to build a community uh, and to get business. So I, I really like like it. And it's I neglect it because I'm on the other side of the coin right now. Right. I'm my experience is not everyone's. I'm overloaded with like i i'm blessed to be friends with gary i'll be with him at the national on wednesday and i keep on joking around with gary because you know i'm about nine years behind gary is the way that i look at it and so i'm like dude how how are you dealing with what you have today because i can't even deal with what you had nine years ago <laughs> you know what i mean and i'm i'm doing things to, to accelerate that uh you know it will turn on you things double so, you know, when you think you're halfway to capacity, you know, it's just a matter of time till you're full capacity, then you go to twice as much capacity, and then you need four times as much capacity where I'm at right now. And it's like, how did I get here? I was begging for capacity. <laughs> now I got, I need four times it. So uh, just be careful what you wish for with all these platforms. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a lot to manage. And I mean, you you have a great team around you. I think that's that's also something that I really... Um, admire from you and something that I, you know, continue to, to strive towards is just like surrounding myself with good team and people who can execute and really, you know, get, get things done and understand the direction that we want to go in and pay attention to all of these things. Um, so, you know, I think that's ex extremely important for scaling and getting to, you know, someone at your level is like, it's amazing to see the people that you've uh, been able to surround yourself with um, uh, on your team. Um, and let, let's get into, I know we have, uh, like about six minutes left, so let's get into, um, there was a really good question here about, um, for building, uh, a community. He was, the question is around, what do you think is a formula for catering to new members while maintaining, um, your existing members? Um, cause oftentimes as communities grow, it's hard to really, get people to come back and keep things fresh and exciting. And then a, a lot of times too, when new members come in, um, as the platform grows, it's hard for them to feel engaged. Um, it's hard to feel like they're really part of it. Um, so do you have any advice, uh, around that for, I guess, you know, maintaining, um, new members and then, uh, or maintaining existing members and welcoming new members easily? Yeah, you have to build systems and, adhere to your buckets. So for me, 
I would suggest, and I coach a lot of people in this area, one, keep on building as much as you can for free. I am known, and I will stand by it, I give more for free than anyone I know. Anyone at my stature, I, I give away anything for free. Then have groups. So I do group meetups, even if they're free, have group settings. So you have all the free stuff that people can use. You're a library for them, whether it's IG lives or meet, whatever, then have group things that may have a small nominal fee with huge articulated value behind it. And then have one-on-one -on -one access because as the community grows, you're going to need to continue to come up with new free stuff for the people, the new people and the old people. You're going to need to have group stuff that's affordable, but more intimate. And you definitely will need to have an aspiration for others, even if you have to have a wait list for it, to be able to give one-on-one -on -one help. So I would start, even if you don't have a big community yet, make sure you're pouring in 80 to 85% of what you do for free, 10% of what you do in a group, small nominal fee, and then 5% into one-on-one -on -one high paid, high return on investment. I love that. I love that. Um, that that's a really good strategy. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, as you mentioned earlier, started out with the in-person events and it was, you know, it was a great way for me to really get directly in front of who I was, was trying to meet. Um, I think there's a lot of value in people that are just starting out to just, you know, host a meetup, host an event, um, throw it up on Eventbrite, throw it up here on Entra, throw it up on Meetup. Um, you'll get people to sign up and join and come out um, if it's like an interesting you know, topic or industry and just start meeting people and, and having those conversations and you'll quickly learn what those people are want and what they want out of a community, um, the things that they're interested in. And, um, you know, and then as it grows, you can monetize it pretty easily. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think these are all fantastic points. Um, I just dropped the link to, uh, Dave's community here on Entra and we're, um, so you can join that for free. His team posts all of the, um, events, meetups, podcasts, all the things that Dave has, has going on, uh, you know, on a regular basis in there, you can engage with other people as well. And then uh, we are are going to do you know a lot more with Dave going forward. Um, you know, make sure you follow him on social as well. It's just at David Meltzer everywhere. And um, yeah, I mean, Dave, if, if there's any final things that you want people to know, where people should uh, you know check in with you, where do you think where do you uh, want people to you know get in touch with you, or anything else that you want to share? Yeah, I do want to share one more thing, but please reach out to my email directly, david at dmeltzer.com. I'll be able to facilitate all the different places and pieces that I can be of service and of value. And I am building a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. So my double M over there, another double M in my life, all my kids are double M's. Uh, he is absolutely an icon for helping people and knowing people to help people. Uh, my last piece of advice though, is we come into the last minute. Um, I have created a new term called invisible assumptions. And uh, I used to talk about being above the game and I didn't realize that a lot of times I'm playing above the game because I take a step back and I just don't make a decision based off of the facts presented in front of me. I seek out the invisible assumptions of those facts, the ones that are not apparent or we can't be aware of. 
and I'll say to myself, hey, if this person is lying to me, then what happens to all moving forward? And so you can see some invisible assumptions in crypto or blockchain or NFTs that have cost people millions of dollars. The invisible assumption that, you know, a digital dollar is as secured as a real dollar. That has cost people millions of dollars. The invisible assumption that even though someone told you it's guaranteed, what's the credibility of the person that told you it's guaranteed, including lawyers or accountants who you're paying with? You know, I had an invisible assumption, ERC. Uh, I called my accountant and because my accountant didn't know about it, immediately said it wasn't applicable to me. And when I realized that was an invisible assumption, I went and consulted with somebody else and like, oh no, and there's a couple hundred thousand dollars that I received where if I wouldn't have had this strategy of invisible assumptions, it would have been a couple hundred grand loss and I would have been firing my accountant anyway, but out a couple hundred grand instead of firing my accountant because he almost cost me a hundred grand. Big difference in success. Anyway, I'm hitting the mid mark, my brother. I am here for the community. Reach out to me, David at dmelzer.com. Michael, if you need anything, all you got to do is ask, my friend, what a great community you're building and great value you're providing and have from the very start. Appreciate it, David. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, I'll see you soon, hopefully in August out in LA. And uh, have a great weekend. Really appreciate you coming out. Um, I'll hang on here for just a minute. Uh, Dave, you can go ahead and, um, you know, thank you out if you want. But uh, yeah, it was great seeing you and uh, always, always a pleasure.